Hello, uh, my name is Jussi Palomäki. Uh, I'm working for and with Chet Yan at Newcastle University, um, originally from uh, University of Helsinki. I'll briefly talk about the uh, results we got from our recent study about uh, deception in the game of online poker. Uh, this is a picture from, from our experiment. It's an online poker Texas Hold'em table. Uh, it's a participant against four opponents who, who are represented by avatars. And the opponent is uh, uh, the uh, participant needs to make a decision either to uh, uh, bluff or fold, uh, bluff or check. So basically, uh, I'm a poker researcher. My background is uh, in cognitive science and psychology. Uh, I also used to used to play poker, online poker, quite a lot. Uh, at some point, I, I, I noticed that I really can't beat the game as well as I can, so I decided to study it instead. <laughs> uh, what I noticed is that it's a great platform to study a variety of psychological phenomena, starting from game theory uh, a long time ago, decades ago, and um, in the last few, uh, say, 10 years, it has been used to uh, build a lot better understanding of uh, decision-making under uncertainty, emotions, the effect of emotions on decision-making, and so on. Uh, it's also a game of uh, deception, but it's a sort of game of socially uh, approval de deception. So there's a difference between uh, between ethical and unethical de deception. So, so in this sense, it's a very we have a very basic science, uh, basic science-oriented approach, We're just trying to find out if we can if we can find some some differences and what can poker tell us about the uh, psychology of deception, basically. So. Are, we had two specific research, research questions, and these were both related to bluffing. And bluffing is well, I, I, I bet very, uh, most of you are familiar with bluffing. So it's just basically betting, putting money money in there uh, with a weak holding, uh, acting as if we uh, are stronger than we in fact are. First of all, we're interested in gender effects in bluffing. So. For, does the gender of opponents' avatars affect bluffing behavior? And do males bluff in general more often than females? These are simple questions, but they are, on, they are currently unanswered. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence, but, but no, no real concrete evidence. In addition, we're interested in Machiavellianism and bluffing. Machiavellianistic people are, of course, very manipulative, uh, manipulative deceptive, sort of um, not empathetic, at least not sincerely empathetic, they are sort of the people you don't really want to work with, I, I suppose. But these people are deceptive, at least in real life. We're interested in this also translates into poker behavior. Do they bluff more in online poker as well? If they do, this would tell us something about the uh, nature of deceptive behavior in, uh, behavior in poker. It would be sort of more general. So these were the uh, two, two specific research questions. Uh, we employed an online online experiment. So basically, uh, basically uh, recruited participants from uh, internationally from online poker forums. These were mainly uh, uh, majority were male, young adults, which is which is uh, which is the typical uh, constellation of traits in a poker population. Their task was to bluff or not in simulated online poker tasks. Uh, as you saw in the first page, there's like a, there are four opponents. And you're making a decision to bluff or not against these opponents. And the opponents are either in the table, the opponents are either represented by all female avatars, all male avatars, or mixed avatars, like two male and two female avatars. 
In addition, we have a number of covariates. Uh, the ones of interest are Machiavellianism and level of proper experience. Uh, the, the other ones I, I, I will not be covering in this talk. Machiavellianism was uh, evaluated with a scale called the uh, Machiavellianism personality scale. Here are the result, uh, some results concerning the uh, gender effects. Uh, what we notice is so the, uh, the different bar represent the tables at which participants made the bluffing decisions. Participants bluff more, of, uh, more frequently at the table where the opponents are represented only by female avatars. So this is they, they had four, four, uh, four, four opportunities to bluff. And the 49% uh, refers to them blocking it on, on average uh, in two, two of those tasks. <coughs> so this difference, uh, difference of 6% is actually very significant in, a, in an online poker context, given the fact that it's a game of repeated decision making. I've played over 2 million poker hands, so these, these decisions do accumulate very quickly. In a similar vein, for example, casinos will find a way to exclude from their premises anyone who's able to get like a 0.05 edge over the house in, in blackjack. So this is sort of like a, like a very, uh, they, they don't, you don't want to give any edge, even, even a, small, a small edge in a game where decisions are repeated. Uh, this picture, uh, this figure is basically the same figure as the one before, but it's contrasting the female participants to the male participants. Unfortunately, we didn't get that many female participants, but it was expected because you know females, unfortunately, don't don't play online poker that much. So, so this is why they are very tentative these results. However, you can clearly see that males do bluff more frequently than females, at least at least uh, based on based on these data. And still, we notice that males do at least males do tend to bluff more frequently at the tables where all the opponents are female. Uh, Thirty-one participants did not report their gender. The effects also seem to be quite uh, seem to be unconscious, since when asked the questions, uh, when asked to evaluate the statement that the gender of my opponents' avatars influenced my decision the overwhelming majority of participants disagreed with it. So basically, all the participants are very, very powerfully disagreeing with this statement. So they don't, they're absolutely certain that the opponent's avatars have no, no influence on their decision making. However, we can still observe the 6% difference. So it seems to be an implicit effect, which is, which is maybe, which is quite interesting. Uh, concerning the results, about Machiavellianism. We observe no difference in bluffing frequency with respect to Machiavellianism. However, when we evaluated the uh, average bluff size, so this means when they decided to bluff, how much did they bluff? We noticed that Machiavellianism is very strongly associated with the size. So the one unit increase in Machiavellianism, when, uh, when uh, evaluated from 1 to 7, 7 being the most Machiavellianistic and 1 being the least Machiavellianistic, one unit increase results in an about $11 fictitious dollar increase in average block size. And this effect is robust, uh, a bit weaker after controlling for, for various covariates. So Machiavellianistic people sort of don't, don't just want to splash around, that they want to pick their spots, they're not you know, stupid. 
but still there is something they they want to manipulate the situation when they when they are in a position to sort of uh, cause a change. I mean, it's, want to manipulate, then they will sh uh, shift it a bit higher the side of the block. Uh, there is an interaction between Machiavellianism and the level of poker experience. So this is, uh, I don't have a pointer, but basically these are simple slopes evaluated at, at one standard deviation below and above the mean. So this effect of Machiavellianism is only observed for people who don't have a lot of poker experience. This is also, also true that like high max can hide among experienced poker players more easily. Because uh, people with more poker experience tend to bluff anyway. But still, uh, it's, a, it's a strong effect for, for inexperienced players. So the, uh, I, need, uh, I need to do some, uh, some additional, uh, some additional an an analysis on this one, but this, is, uh, this, this might not hold this result, but seems to be. There seems to be something going on, going on between the level of poker experience and academicism. So, what's, uh, what, does, what does all this mean? Well, there are some results that sort of tie, tie, the, tie, these, uh, tie these results to actual, real, unethical deception. Males have previously been shown to lie more often than females to secure a monetary benefit in an anonymous setting. So, in, in that sense, there, there might be something going on with blocking. It's a masculine competitive display of strength. Females are on average, less less competitive than men, and also possibly females are viewed unconsciously as gullible targets who are more, more easily deceived. And as I said before, high max are manipulative, but they're not stupid. So basically, increased bluffing frequency would be transparent, maybe, so just splashing around. But subtle increases in bluff sizes is not really. Uh, in a similar way, we might consider evaluating or making a hypothesis based on these results that high max are more likely to deceive in, for example, insurance claims by not actually just filing in a bunch of claims, but when they, when they do file in a fraudulent claim, they tend to shift the, the amounts a bit higher. So, in, the, in this sense, we might be able to formulate some interesting hypotheses related to uh, actual unethical deception. Uh, thank you for listening and have fun. Thank <laughs> you.